yes, there is energy that's going to be required to do this thing that you that you're passionate about, this thing that you feel called to do. It is the mountain. But this thing is lifting you up. Right? Because of the energy that's required, because it's going because it it will push you. It is lifting you. It is like you are evolving through this process because you're choosing to do this, because you're going ahead with this. It's going to lift you up and you will have a new perspective from having done this. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on Way of the Artist. We're here to discuss all kinds of things about creativity, life, art, all that kind of stuff. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is not, well, then welcome back. We appreciate you. So today, <laughs> today, this one, this this topic is one that, you know, I feel like covers some similar things themes like a lot of similar themes that we cover but i feel like we got like a a new kind of angle on this one and this one's been cooking for i don't know probably about like a week or two brandon you said we were having a just a chat on the phone the other day and you brought something up that is something that i remember because it's from your yours and mine's good friend from beyond the grave Mr. Alan Watts talking about, well, a kind of perception shift, I guess, of sorts. And I'll, I'll let you go into what that thing is. But I remembered hearing this from one of his lectures and we got into that and I thought, you know what, that's something that I think there's something here worth exploring and it has to do with perspective and uh, in, in so many different ways and and i guess the way in which we gain new perspectives and 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 bigger perspectives so i'll leave it there brandon handing it off to you you have the baton i thought your intro was hilarious it was very like (laughs) i don't know it just felt like you were like just doing the thing (laughs) i don't know why just so it just like (laughs) <laughs> this is making me laugh. Um, anyway, this you didn't say the title, but the title is All Perspective All the Time. And um, I've mentioned this on the podcast before because it's something I used to say to my students all the time. I mean, I still do, but it was it was one of those things. It's like, I really believe that it is all perspective all the time. It's all about how you see it. It's all yep. about how you look at it. And not just that, you know, you've said this many times, Evan, you said, you know, attention is magic. And... I, I think that has a lot to do with this conversation as well. Is like, where are you putting your attention? What, what's that focus on? Because you can be focused on the same, well, you can be doing the same thing, but you can be focusing on something else. So Alan Watts kind of comment, and, and I'm paraphrasing how he put it, but when you're climbing a mountain and you're thinking about how hard it is to climb up this mountain, Remember that the mountain is lifting you. 
And if you're focusing on how the mountain is lifting you, maybe you'll appreciate the climb. Maybe the climb becomes not such a arborous, painful, difficult thing. It becomes, Hey, like, look, if the mountain wasn't there, you wouldn't be able to be lifted, you know, mm -hmm. at least not, not in that way, you know? So, you know, when we climb something, we go, you know, oh, what an amazing view, but you were lifted to the view. Right. And so I think this has a lot to do with our, our talk about way of the artist, because it's like when you're walking your way, you know, you are, and it might be difficult. It might be really hard. You might be going through a really challenging time. Consider that you're being lifted. Consider that you are being lifted up. And that's part mm -hmm. of why it's difficult. And if you have that perspective, you're in this difficult time. You might be focusing on like, how is this making me better? Like, how is this raising me? And I do think that we can get in our heads where we can think something's hard and it means that it's hurting us or destroying us or taking away from us. And I think you got to be very careful about that perspective because just because it's difficult or you're, or it's painful or it's uncomfortable, or even if you feel like you're losing something, sometimes things need to be cleared out of the way so that you can actually have the space for what you're meant for. And you don't always know you know, hindsight, they say is 2020 and everything will become clear. But in the meantime, you know, I do think that you, you navigate to some degree your own journey. I like, I do believe, like, I don't think that things are predetermined. I'll just look, I'm just going to say a couple of things that I think are, um, are worth mentioning from my perspective and you don't have to agree. You too, Evan, <laughs> <laughs> no one has to agree. <laughs> But I believe in free will. Now, whether we have free will or not, we sure feel like we do. It sure seems like we do. So whether we do or not, but if things are predetermined and nothing matters, then why do anything? Why not just let it all animate you? And you, and you know that that won't work you know it won't work because, well, you go, well, I'll laze around and then I'll do this, but that was always predetermined. I was always going to laze around, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But like, if you keep following that road, I think ultimately what will end up happening is you'll find out you get disgusted with yourself into the point where you feel you need to take action or something, or you need to end things or whatever. It won't go to a good place. It will go to a painful place and pain will force you to move. Um, my dad used to say this to me all the time when I was growing up, enough pain and you will change, which I do agree with, but I don't always think it's the best way to go about life. I don't think you should always make it be pain that makes you make good choices. But there was a wisdom in that, that if you want to keep fucking around enough pain and you'll, you'll stop fucking around. I mean, you know, or, or, you know, you'll, you'll, but you'll do something you'll, you'll, because you, you won't sit on a fire forever. Mm-hmm. But if your life is just sitting on a fire all the time to get yourself to do something, I feel like that's your lowest form of personal will. And so free will is not necessarily um, about making the right choice. It's just about having a choice and recognizing that you have a choice. And sometimes the choice you make will lead you to pain. And then you'll go, well, what's the point? I just led myself to pain anyway. But you but you tried something, you, you, you did something. And, and we talked about try last week, but <laughs> <laughs> you did something and it didn't work out. 
but at least you did something and that was your will to do it. And you're going to learn by actively trying. And, and the more that you, sometimes I think the more you get wrong, the more you figure out, but if you climb a mountain, for example, you go, oh, that mountain looks great. I want to climb that mountain. When you look up at it, you might think, hey, it doesn't look so hard. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of it and you're like, well, this is really hard. This is really difficult. And this is really painful. You don't always know what the journey is along the way. Like, you know, when you look at a mountain from afar and I know I feel like I'm talking around like the whole idea here, but like when you look at the mountain from the valley and you go, wow, that would be great. Let's climb that. You're not seeing the cliff edges and all the, the, the rocks, you know, it's covered by trees or, you know, there's, there's just things that you're not always going to see. And you're not going to, you're not going to understand from your perspective, what you're going to have to do to get to the top of that thing, you know? And so when you're climbing it, try to remember why you would even climb it in the beginning, like, and, and, and try to consider that yeah, it might not be great here in the middle, but it is bringing you somewhere that you couldn't get to if it was flat. And I think that's a really important perspective to have because I think a lot of what we try to talk about in this podcast is that like things are difficult, but our relationship to difficult, our relationship to pain at times or adversity at times it can just use a little adjustment. And I used to say this to people with filmmaking because they say all perspective all the time, because, you know, what happens is people inevitably have a day where it's like, this doesn't always happen, but sometimes I'll have a day where it's like, oh, all of a sudden we can't get the location we planned on. Why is, is that a good thing? You know, like, and, and it's really, really hard to see in those moments because they know this was the perfect location. This was where we were meant to shoot. Like I built the whole film around this location. It's like, okay, great. You can, you can do that. You can choose to, to marry yourself to that story. But the, the fact of the matter is the location fell through. So maybe it means you need to delay the film. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it means you need to shoot in a different location. Maybe they'll say, I'll lose the actors. Okay, maybe it needs you need to shoot with different actors. Who knows? But you're not going to know until after the fact. So you got to try to embrace it and and be like, this is where I'm at. And now I got to, you know, I got to look at where the good is coming out of this. And, you know, it's going to make you better. Like here's, here's another, I'll just share one other thing on this, Evan. I know I'm talking a lot. Maybe it's to make you a better filmmaker because you're all caught in this film and you're thinking, oh, this film's the most important thing in my life. But you know what? A good filmmaker is adaptive. A good filmmaker is creative and flexible and, you know, can, can move on their toes a little bit. And maybe this is about your greater vision as an artist than it is about this film and this moment you're doing. But you won't know that until later. So right now, you got to try to have the perspective that, hey, this is this is somehow an opportunity to lift me, right? You could mm -hmm. see it as something that's tearing you down. I just don't know how that's going to really do you any favors in life, you know? So I, all perspective all the time. That's kind of my presentation. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a good presentation, solid presentation. And, and Sign yeah, up, 1995. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three part course. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just kidding. It's um, <laughs> you know, and I just think in terms of like thinking of perspective or, or you know, your or point of view, right? Which is something that you know, coming from an acting background, is is absolutely massive. Uh, I know that John Malkovich says that if he understands character's point of view, he understands how to play every every scene that he's doing. And I've had another teacher say that it's essentially like every character that you play has like got their own set of goggles on uh, and and everything that they see is through those goggles and that and that informs so much of of how they respond to what happens to other people to the world and we're no different like you know i'm talking about it in the context of acting but you know actors are very much deeply concerned with how people behave and why people behave in the in in the ways that that they do so hopefully this should should give us some broader perspective as well on and in that respect and so much of what I think that we we talk about on this podcast is is I think about perspectives and and I think that we're always searching for as human beings. I think that we're always searching for better perspectives. I think that there's a part of us that on some some maybe deep deep level whether we're conscious of that or not that understands that we have flawed perspectives. You know what I mean? That understands that like, I don't know everything. I have very limited. And and so we're, we're always searching for better perspectives that can help us to, that can help us to thrive more, that can help us to have more, uh, more joy in our lives. And sometimes I think that that's usually always the goal, but sometimes the, the things that we end up actually taking on and adopting actually work against that. We think that it's working for it, but they can sometimes work against that. And I think that what I love about this, the origins of this conversation and, and that whole thing that Alan Watts was saying in that, in that lecture, that and it is exactly that thing where there's this perspective of a lot of people think of if you are doing a hike up a, up a mountain, doesn't necessarily have to be up a mountain, but it works the best, I think, for in terms of what this topic is, where, yeah, you see that there's that place you want to go. There's the there's the summit, or there's the 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 look the lookout point that you're trying to to get to, and you can view you can view the mountain, you can view the climb as an obstacle to overcome. That's one way of doing it. What I love about this is that it's a little perspective shift. It's like, yeah, but you also realize that the mountain is the thing that is lifting you up. The mountain is the thing that, that is going to provide you that perspective. And yes, there, there is energy required to do this. I think that's the thing. And, and, and it's like, 
you know, I think language, we were talking about this in our last podcast, like how powerful language is in terms of, in terms of perspective, you know, like the, the language we use can, can greatly inform how we're seeing something, how we're perceiving something. And it just seems so inherently obvious that in this example, looking at, at the mountain as something that's lifting you up is a healthier perspective than than one of of almost like confrontation right mm-hmm. where it's like there's me against the mountain right and it's it's like no it's what if you could view it as you with the mountain you and the mountain are in a partnership with each other and the mountain says like okay if you want the view from up here you 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 just have to put there's energy required to do that right but through that energy and one of the the things that's that kind of hit me in in our initial conversation about this is that it does provide you with perspective because once you when you've reached that lookout when you've reached that summit you are you are gifted with a perspective you never had before right you are gifted with this this greater view that you didn't have before you can see a further distance you 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 gain a broader bigger picture from having done that and that was something in terms of the you know because we've we've talked a lot about mountain (laughs) sort of like the mountain path the mountain climb as a metaphor very often on this show but there was something about this that gave me a, a bit of a different insight into this metaphor, which is that that energy that you put into something that yes, it it does demand something of you, but the the I think I was stuck almost on this idea of like ah oh, yes, but then you've made it to the summit. There's still almost like this like that yes, the goal was just to make it to the summit, the, the, and and you've done that great, wonderful. But the actual gift of the summit is the perspective. I think that was what was something I hadn't really necessarily considered in our past conversations around this, which is that the gift isn't, you know, whatever the, whatever the thing is, you know, whatever the reward is necessarily, the reward is actually the perspective. The reward is now you get to have this view that you never had before. You have, now you, now you, your reward is a new understanding, a new understanding about yourself, a new understanding about the world, a new understanding about, you know, because you have, you've just opened up your view. And I think that that's just for me, a new element to, to that metaphor for life and the things that we're pursuing in our life, the things that we're called to that say, it's like, yes, there is energy that's going to be required to do this thing that you, that you're passionate about this thing that you feel called to do. It is the mountain, but this thing is lifting you up, right? Because of Mm. the energy that's required, because it's going, because it, it will push you. It is lifting you. It is like you are evolving through this process because you're choosing to do this, because you're going ahead with this. It's going to lift you up and you will have a new 
perspective from having done this. Yes. So that's, that's important. It's important because now you'll see the world differently and you might even be able to see more of it. And that's important. And, you know, this reminds me of something actually about positioning and how much this actually relates to this whole conversation because perspective is important, but in the physical realm, and not even just in the physical realm, but it, it actually is so much more. It's it's in the realm of social status. It's in the, it's in just the realm of where's your head at? You know, where are you in the world? How are you doing in life? You know, all of this stuff. Position is such a big deal. And people don't realize this. A lot of people get jealous and envious of people. And they go like, well, it's not fair. Like, why is that guy dating that girl? He's not even that good looking or, you know, or whatever. Like they have these stories and these things they say. And um, the reality is a lot of life is just being in the right position. And you go, well, that's unfair. And it's like, put yourself in the right position. And you'll find out that the things that are not possible to you are all of a sudden possible. I mean, you know, I think about hockey. It's like, uh, you could be a really crap player and you could still score a lot of goals by simply getting yourself in the right position. You don't even have to have that much skill. If you can positionally put yourself in the right spot well enough, I mean, put the puck on net, you know, and you score. And it's not like, yeah. it's not much different in a lot of sports and a lot of things in life. And, uh, you know, people meet the love of their life simply by position. It's you're at the right place at the right time with the opportunity and you got to put yourself there. I mean, so... You know, when you think about climbing the mountain, it's like, oh, it's going to take all this energy to climb the mountain. It's like, what am I going to do it for? Just so I can get a better view? No, not just so you can get a better view. Maybe someone can get a better view of you. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. we're so we're so limited in our mind, right? And I mean, all of us, myself included, we're so limited because we think that the way we see the world is reality and it just isn't. No matter what, no matter where you are, top of the mountain, bottom of the mountain, doesn't matter where you are. Like you don't see reality. What you see is a slice, not even a slice, a sliver, a fraction of a sliver of a fraction of a sliver of a fraction of a sliver of reality from your perspective of what reality is. That's what you get to see. And that's about as much of what people see of you as well. Even if you're famous, people don't really know who you really are. There's, there's, there's a tiny little fraction of truth in, in what you are, right? But if you put yourself in the right position, you, you, you have opportunities that you wouldn't have. So, you know, like, let's not bullshit ourselves here. Part of why you do what you do, and I, like I, I'm like anybody out there, part of why you do what you do is to get something. And, you know, I was working with an actor, so I'm doing a bit of acting teaching now. Just, you know, some people have asked for some help. So I said, fine, okay. Someone was doing a scene and they, they're doing the scene and I'm, they're talking to a woman and I'm like, okay, guy talking to a woman. And I'm like, well, why are you talking to her? He's like, well, I want to, I just want to comfort her and make her feel better. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you just want to comfort her and make her feel better. That's really what you're up to. What do you want? 
why why are you doing that like come on let's not bullshit ourselves why are you doing that and like the the savvy people on the other end of this podcast they already know the people who are being naive come on man you're like get real you're up to something everybody's up to something and so then we we talked about it and he didn't really have much of a choice for an objective and kind of a, a goal and so it's like okay well let's just say for example you're trying to sleep with her i'm not saying that's the way it needs to go let's just say that's the idea you got her over at your apartment and you're just having her over here to comfort her okay like maybe but you're up to something right let's just say for now you're you're trying to sleep with her and he goes, okay, well, yeah. And then it started to get way more interesting, but it's like, okay, but where are you sitting? And he's like, well, we're at the dining room table. Okay. So the goal here is to sleep with this woman and you have her at the dining room table. It's like, is that, would it be easier if, if now what I'm just saying, like suggest, I'm just suggesting an idea here. I'm not saying well, whatever, just work with me. It's a creative mm -hmm. exercise. If you had her on the couch, would it be easier than if you had her at the dining table? Well, yeah. Why? Well, I could I could create physical touch. Okay. So you're limited, right? Your position has limited you. So like you got to think about that in everything you do. You know, it's, it's like the awkward kiss. It's like if you're three feet away from someone and you go for an intimate kiss, it's going to be real fucking awkward unless they're really into it. If they're not, they're going to see it coming. It's going to be, uh, but if you're super close and they're kind of in your space and they're giving you that vibe, closing that gap is going to be very slow and it's going to be very easy. And and the awkwardness will, will be very subtle and minor. And so if they don't want to kiss you and you want to kiss them or whatever, if they want to kiss you and you don't want to kiss them, turning away from that is very can be very gentle and easy and socially acceptable. But someone coming in, from three feet away trying to give you a kiss when you don't want to kiss can get really awkward. That the closing that gap is just uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So everything in life is positioned. So part of your perspective is about putting yourself in a position where the perspective of what you want becomes attainable. Because if you think, oh, you know, I'd love to have this, if your position is far awkward from it of course it doesn't feel attainable to you that's awkward for anybody you know that's not a comfortable gap to close for anybody so you got to kind of think about it this way like when you're climbing the mountain you're also putting yourself in a position to see a position to do things a position to be seen you know so part of why you do the difficult thing is so that you can be in a different place than you are currently and you know like if people get fit they don't just get fit for their health a lot of the time. They get fit for attraction. Or sometimes they, they as they're getting fit for attraction, they're also, hey, look at this. I have the benefit of I can do these other things too. Like there's, there's reasons why we do things beyond the obvious, you know? And so my my point is, is just as we're as we're working this idea out, it's it's not just it's not just about what you see. It's about what you, you make of yourself. It's, it's about the environment you put yourself in that matters, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a number of things in, in what you just said that are interesting to me in terms of this, in terms of this conversation. One of which is 
is, you know, like you, you mentioned this one thing. It's like, oh, like, you know, the person who's kind of begrudgingly like, well, why would I want to climb this mountain? You know, it's just like, well, then maybe yeah, yeah. For, for one, then maybe that's not the mountain for you. That's not the right mountain. You know, like there's like you're you're pursuing something that is probably not your pursuit. That's for somebody else. You know, like there should Good be point. some there should be some some something provoked in you that makes you want to do it. It might be aware of the energy required to do it, but there's got to be something that actually sparks you to 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 begin that thing in the first place. And yeah, this thing of perspective, you know, what it what it or sorry, perspective in terms of uh position as you're saying like it it is what one of the interesting things that's also coming up to me for up for me about this metaphor is that there's there's a different perspective that you have from where you start to where you finish because you only know that that peak at the beginning from how you see it from the ground you don't actually know it until you've climbed it. and once you've got up to the top it's not the same as it was on the bottom <laughs> yes right like it's not the same thing like and which is it's it's quite mind-blowing to me actually how 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 much you can take this very natural metaphor and how much it it rings true for things because it's like you when you set out to do something from the beginning there's always your idea of the thing and then there's the reality of the thing and you don't know the reality until you actually do it until you actually experience it and it's not the same and you know that right and then sometimes you are in a position where it's like okay you you've you've reached that summit and there might be people down at the bottom who are looking at you up there and it's like oh wow look at that thing they did and for you it's just like oh i don't know like i just i just climbed up here like one one step at a time you know and it's it's not the same for me up here it's not it's not what you think it is <laughs> you know for like being up here as it is when you're down there you know so there's a few things going on for me in terms of that what you're bringing up it's a good point to bring up. Can yeah. I mention something before you skip sure. on to the next thing? Just a real quick note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, have you ever cliff jumped before, Evan? Have I ever cliff jumped? Yeah. I have not not from a crazy high distance, but like thirty I, or forty feet. Oh, I don't 20? know about. I don't know about that high. I've probably, I've probably done something between. I'm gonna say twelve to twenty. Okay. somewhere in there yeah. yeah yeah well 10 meters by the way uh, like a 10 meter board if you ever jumped up that the pool is about 30 feet but um uh it's uh it's that interesting i think i have done actually okay, okay. like a high like yes. a, like a high platform like not not uh not like a high board but like a high platform i've jumped sure off. okay yeah okay so in in my experience with cliff jumping which you know i haven't gone to the extremes but I've done a little bit of extreme, but like, um, cliff jumping is interesting. And I just want to quickly, I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can about this story. You know, when you're like a little kid, you know, jumping off the the edge of the pool is one thing, jumping off a diving board is one thing. And then I remember jumping off the high board was super scary at a certain point and there's tolerance, right? So you eventually, you know, eventually maybe you do the, the, the 10 meter, 30 plus feet or whatever it might be. And you're like, okay, this is kind of scary and whatever. Well, 
I jumped from, I think the highest I'd done was 40, maybe 45. And then I climbed up, I went to this place and it was a 70, 80 foot, maybe cliff. I remember looking up at it and being like, wow, that doesn't look so bad. And I remember getting up there and then looking down and it <laughs> was two different worlds. I don't know how to explain it other than to say it was not, this is not the same cliff I looked up at. It just doesn't yeah. feel like it. And something internally in me knew that this was going to be way more intense. And like, I'm not a, I don't know a lot about physics, but I just know that the in increase of your speed, like doubles every, like, I don't know. I think it's like something like every second or something as you just, it, you know, innately, you like know that and jumping off of that cliff first of all, was super frightening to even get over doing. <laughs> and everybody down below was like, jump, jump, man, go for it, you know? And of course, to them, they're seeing what I just saw, which didn't look so bad, but I'm seeing what I see now. And yeah. this is something to keep in mind as an artist, I think, like you look up at what someone's doing and you go, that doesn't look so hard. That looks kind of easy, but just wait till you get there. It might be a little bit different than you think. And so that's why... I find that successful people don't really punch down because they they're the ones that have climbed the cliff and jumped off the cliff and they kind of know what it's like. So when someone's up there and they're freaking out, they kind of have a bit of understanding and, you know, respect and appreciation for like how difficult that actually is. And by the way, I did jump and it was exhilarating and frightening and the amount of speed, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like at a certain point you've jumped and you're used to 30, 40 feet and that's normal. And then you have another 30 or 40 to fall. And this amount of speed that increases between then and the water is just so much more. It's a, it's a totally different body feeling. And, um, I just remember after I hit the water, the bottoms of my feet hit somewhat flat, like everything went in real smooth, except my feet and the bottoms of my feet hurt for like half the day, just because <laughs> they hit so flat on the water. And, yeah. um, I think the point is, is that you, you know, now that I've done that, it's a little bit different, but what you like, what you think you can do, what you can do, what you've done, all of these things kind of matter in your perspective and your position in life. And so there's some things where you think, oh, I could do that if given the chance. And then you might find out like, maybe no, like maybe if you got to that position, you wouldn't be able to. And then, you know, you just don't know. And so part of, you know, part of the thing is even deciding to climb up to the top of that cliff and even look off the edge. And also, you know, know that if you back down, there's people watching and there's that, that whole element. There's, there's a lot of things that we can kind of throw into this mixture of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's that pressure that, that comes with it when you're, when you're up there that. Yes is part of the thing that you don't necessarily get from down, from down below. Right. Yeah. And, and also that, you know, it's interesting that you bring up this notion that maybe, maybe this is too much for you. Maybe you, this is not something that you can do. And again, sometimes that comes from making the climb, right? You, you follow that call up to do this thing because you 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 actually genuinely feel that call to do it 
And then you get up to the top and now you have the perspective of this thing. You're like, okay, I'm here. And this is something that I could do, but you get there and you realize like, but this is not something that I can do. <laughs> or want to. Or want to do, right? Like, yeah. and it's, and, and. Maybe you could do it, but you don't, you just realize you don't want to. And yeah, that's and, okay. Like, I think that's an important part of the journey. We don't talk about that a lot, but that's an important part of this journey, you know, that you're on. It's yeah. okay to decide partway through the journey. You don't want this anymore. You don't have to, just because you said, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And this is what I'm meant for. That's what you thought. And that's okay. If, if getting to this new place makes you recognize, Hey, this isn't actually what I want. I thought I did, but I'm realizing now I don't. That's okay. We can, we can start again with you have new information. So, yeah. yeah, you know, I was thinking actually, um, there's sometimes on my social media feeds, uh, it'll pop up every now and then somebody jumping off a cliff or something, probably because I'm talking about it and it's listening to everything I say, but <laughs> who knows? Um, but, uh, I see these guys and they'll jump off of a really high cliff and they'll jump into a river that's between two rock edges and it's super dangerous. And I look at that and I go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. To me, that's just too risky. And that might be exhilarating and fun for them. But to me, at least at this point in my life, I'm like, that doesn't do enough for me to take that risk, you know? And, and I am, um, I can appreciate that they would do that. And I can also appreciate that I wouldn't now I probably could, but I don't think that just cause you can do something, you should do something either. And I yeah. think that's a trap we sometimes fall into because we're like, I can do it. So maybe I should. And it's like, well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean that doesn't. Sometimes we can do a lot of stuff, but we shouldn't do. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Well, yeah, and extreme sports are, are definitely a thing. And I think that it's such an evocative and provocative thing for us because it takes a certain type of person to do it. And it's also in many ways, it's such a, a clear, it's such a clear embodiment in so many ways of, of pursuing something that doesn't really make a whole lot of logical sense, <laughs> you know, but for, for, I mean, I understand it in the sense that, someone who's involved in in an extreme sport of some kinds like that's where you feel alive you know and it's the same for for artists why artists do what they do it's because it's like why would you choose to get into the arts and try and make a living doing the arts like it's it's fucking crazy you know and it's in its own way and i'm sure you would there is probably a lot of people in extreme sports who'd be like oh i could never try and make it this way or whatever you know and so there's there's that whole element of different strokes for different folks too but it's really it comes down to what what is the thing that makes you come alive in your life and for some people it means crazy cliff jumping and and 
you know, what's the, the wingsuits and like that shit. Just like I, I, when I see guys in wingsuits, just like flying so close to the ground in between trees and, and canyons, I'm just go like, you got to be out of your mind or free climbing. And it's, it's so exhilarating just to, to be an observer of something like that. And I'm happy to just be an observer of that and, and have somebody else vicariously live out that fantasy for me. Right. Because I'm not about to start going and free climbing mountains, (laughs) you know, like that's just, I, I just, that's just not in, in my makeup and nor do I feel particularly compelled to, to pursue something like that. But where, what is the thing that, that brings you, that brings you to life? And I've said that a few times now, but like, that's, that's to me so much of, of, you know, and that's the artistry of extreme sports in many ways. Like it's because anything can be brought to artistry and it's like, well, what is that thing? It's like, what's the thing that makes you come to life? And that is where you can find your artistry, right? Is, and it's not necessarily just one thing. It could be many different parts of, of, of your life, different aspects of your life. It's not just necessarily your vocation, even though vacation is, is very much a big part of, of what we do with our lives and what gives us a sense of meaning in our lives. But there's also our relationships with people, you know, who, who are the, who are the people in your life that bring you to life? You know, who, who are those individuals that, that bring you inspiration and, and passion and, and make you feel something feel something expansive, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, though, so there's all kinds of parts of our lives where this whole thing applies. And I think that that's, you know, the artistry of, of life is, is finding those things and nourishing those things, putting your energy into those things, into those, into those mountains, because those are the things that, that bring you the perspective in, in life and life, if we're bringing out the conversation even further, you know, like life is so much of just about learning, about learning what, what this whole thing is, who you are, you know, and what you are. And that's, you know, there's this massive mystery that, that we are to ourselves and that the, that the world and the universe is to us. And that's, I think just really what we're all exploring. And to me is the thing that creates maybe it's not a necessity but at this point i'll call it a necessity it's that it's that mystery that necessitates art to me because art is so much about just trying people trying to say something about this thing (laughs) you know in a way that actually feels like it it's it expresses it truth truthfully because mm. because it is so big because it is so you know like when you look at so many of the of the wisdom traditions i'm trying to remember there there is this there's some story and i'm i'm failing to like remember how it all goes how it all goes accurately I think it's like a, an old Buddhist story, 
or something like that, where there was a student, he, he went up to this, this master and, and he said something to the, I apologize to anyone who knows this story and they're probably like, oh no, but hopefully I can convey the point of it. But he goes up to the, to the student goes up to this master and says something like, isn't it true that, that all things are the Buddha? And the master says, it's like, it is true, but it's a pity to say so. And as I understand this story and what it's conveying is that it's like, is that in trying to put things into words and in trying to express things in an, in an intelligible, logical kind of way, it's you've, you're already not saying it. You're already not mm. able to really say what the thing is because the thing is so big. The thing is so massive that you can't possibly say it. And art is so engaged in trying to say the unsayable. And in many ways, it's like it, it is a it is an impossible task that artists are involved with. It's like you're pursuing something that you will never really fully be able to do but you might come close and it's those moments where you come close to it that are so profound that are so that not not only for yourself but as as someone who's in who's an audience or a witness to it you know like you can think of a song a movie a poem something that like when you when you hear it, read it, see it, it makes some part of you come alive because there's, there's some, it's saying something to that, that mystery of life that you recognize, that mm. you can feel it, you can sense it. I know I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm waxing a little bit poetic, I guess right now, but I don't know, to me that that's, you know, that's one of the things of art. It's the things that make us come alive and and it is offering perspective at the same time. You know, it's like it's it's trying to find that expansive view of of life itself and what it means to be alive. Hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm oh man, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff I was thinking about as you <laughs> went on. <laughs> Let me start with this one. Um, it seems to still be resonating. You know, for acting, for me, like I, I don't know if if acting was really something that I was a good fit for based on kind of the way I grew up. And like maybe, like I, I'm just sharing a little bit of personal bit. This is something I've been thinking about. Maybe I had sensitivities and that were kind of good for acting and, you know, they're available to me so much of my like early years I was like kind of a bit of a shell of a person because I had this protective kind of buffer between me and the world and I was thinking about this because when I was in my early 20s or my mid early 20s 20s all my 20s actually I kept getting close to these roles like some big roles and I kept getting this feedback. It's like, everything's really great. We just like, it's just not quite emotionally available. We need more emotion. It was like always the feedback. 
time after time and time again. And I, I would keep the feedback. Right? I keep, I have this document and it's just like over and over. It's just like, like, like be more vulnerable, get more into the emotion, just, just tap in a little bit more. And I would try and I would try and I just couldn't do it. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, most people now think I'm quite emotionally available. And I think I am like, I mean, last podcast, I told a story. I basically came to tears just telling a story. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm very in touch sensitivity wise now, but um, when I was younger, like I was uh, not, you know, I'm not throwing shade on anybody, but like I was neglected a lot. My brothers were older than me. My parents were busy doing work. I spent a lot of time with like, we had a nanny and you know, and then I kind of like just learned to kind of be on my own a lot as a kid. And then I, I went to, you know, I went to high school and middle school, high school. And I was kind of a bit weird for that reason, because I wasn't being socialized probably enough and I wasn't really having a lot of support. And so, you know, I started getting bullied. And as I got bullied, I started to like isolate even more. I started to kind of be like, well, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. Like fuck people, you know, like, and some bullies were real mean to me. They were, you know, and, and kids would make fun of me and they, you know, and I was a sensitive kid and they would pick on me about that. So I, I learned, you know what, you got to, you got to hide that shit away. You got to tuck that shit in. You got to figure out how to navigate this world and not, you know, not be a wimp basically. And then, um, you know, as I went to college, um, you know, early on I got burned by a, a girl that I dated and it really broke my heart and, and, and I, and I really felt very vulnerable and I just, you know, these, these moments in your life. And so I learned, and I remember there was this point in my life. I remember just being, I was like in my late teens or early twenties. And I remember being like, you just don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want to hurt anymore. I don't want to like, I just don't. And so I just learned to like, not through drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I just learned to like mentally numb myself and then i was an actor and it was problematic because when you're an actor and then all of a sudden you're being demanded to be emotional it was a contradiction with my life and so you kind of can't have it both ways either you have to be sensitive and open and raw or you have to like you know or you have to like you have this numb shell and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this i'm sure a lot of men can relate to this because you know we're 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 taught you know, we can't cry. You can't, you can't do that. You just, you can't, and you'll get picked on. And we know that. And so, um, acting though, because I was so like, I just wanted to do it for some reason so much, it forced me to keep going back, keep going to class, keep trying. And eventually I just broke down that shell and I eventually became courageous enough to be emotional and be myself and share my feelings and not judge my feelings and, 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 and also be accepted for having an emotional depth and a life and actually seeing it as a good thing. But had I not had acting, I don't know if I ever would have done that. So my point is, is that acting was the mountain that was lifting me. It was mm. getting me in touch with something that if I would have just worked like some iron steel type of job, you know, in the mud and I could just go to work and tuck away and have a beer. I never would have had to ever face it. I could have tried to hide it for my whole life. I don't know how successful it would have been. I don't know what that would have led to, but I'm just saying that I never would have had to push on it. So acting was very hard for me and I didn't get necessarily the success I set out to get early on 
But in some ways, I don't think that's what it was about for me. I think acting was kind of a necessary thing in my journey, which actually was serving me to be better in my life and to be healthier in my life and just to be somebody who, um, you know, didn't hide away from the world. And so it's been such a gift that way. Um, I don't know if I had any business being an actor, you know, but for some reason I wanted to do it. And so I think in some ways following that thing was the best thing I ever did, even though I was like probably the worst fit for being an actor because I was totally emotionally unavailable and totally not willing to open up. But in some way I was, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, and so I, I kind of share the story because I think like maybe you're up to something and like, maybe it's doing good for you in ways that you don't even realize, you know what I mean? And look, I mean, now I feel like, wow, like if I really chose to be an actor, I could probably do a pretty good job. But the thing is, is like, I don't even know if I want to act anymore. And that's the weird thing about it. It's like, so maybe I never really wanted to be an actor. I don't know. That's kind of the bizarre thing about it. But it's definitely helped me in other areas of my life. That's for sure. Yeah. And and it to me, it speaks to that whole thing of there's there's that perspective from the bottom and perspective from the top. Because we can look at the story that you just shared as, you know, from the bottom, you imagine looking at the top, it's like, okay, that's being a big, famous actor winning Oscars and, you know, whatever the hell else here, you know, is going on in your head. And you do the climb and you actually make it to the top there. But again, it's not the same up there at the top as, as it was from when you were at the bottom right? When you're looking up at that thing, but you still gained this perspective. There's still this thing. It's just not what you thought it was because you didn't know what it was like from the bottom. You didn't know the climb up and you didn't know what the view was from up there. And, you know, it's interesting. I think this is a couple of years ago now. I was visiting some, uh, some family friends at their, at their at their place in the interior that's in British Columbia. And we were just having a conversation and, and one of the people there, like I, I did not know them well. They were like a family member of the family that I wasn't super acquainted with and was just talking a little bit about what I did. And I was just like, Oh, you know, like I'm an, you know, like I came up in acting and mostly an acting teacher and, I wrote a book, I do a podcast and, and whatever. And, and this one person said, she was like, ah, she was like, a she was like a jack of all trades, a master of none. And <laughs> which I thought was kind of like a, like I get where she was coming from, but kind of a ballsy thing to just say to somebody you don't really know to a certain extent. But it was interesting because there was a mild part of me that was annoyed, but not, it wasn't the main thing because I was actually quite, quite calm about the whole situation where I just went and was like, well, actually, no, I, I, I really gave acting, like, I really pursued that hard for a long time, you know, and it was an interesting moment because it was like in this moment of it being challenged of this thing that I had spent so much time and energy in my life doing 
I had this perspective at the at the end of it. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what? Like I I didn't become the, the you know a big A-list actor that was I had imagined, but at the same time this pursuit that I did had given me so many other things. You know, like it's my friendship with you, this podcast, you know, my wife, you know, like <laughs> my yeah. wife. Uh there was your child. <laughs> my child, my uh and teaching yeah. even as yeah. well. Like there's just it I I got this I've received this kind of view and it's not even like that thing's over because acting and the pursuit of acting has has and and continues to inform so much of my life and how I I view life like so much of the things that we talk about on this podcast like I'm running it through a filter of acting you know like it's it's given me a way of seeing the world it's given me a perspective and I share these things hoping that you know they they can help shed some light on on again this this thing called life that we're all somehow a part of right and it's it and th- and i am just one perspective and you bring another perspective from from a different angle some that we have in common but some that are different and just as everyone else does and i think that when we pursue the things that bring us to life to come back around to that term. But when we are involved in that, when we are involved with climbing those mountains that are, that speak to us, that call to us, we get to gain these perspectives. And then one of, one of the gifts that that has is that then we get to share that with other people too, right? We get to, and, and, by us all being able to share these things, we, we are able to understand each other better. We are able to, you know, hopefully go towards something that's, that's, that's brighter in the future because there are challenges and struggles on, on the way there. Right. And, and we only get to do that and we're only able to, to lend and share those perspectives by putting in that energy Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because like the perspective of what success is, people might think, well, well, there's this, you know, this is what success is. And I, like, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I just think it changes. I had a thought the other day. I was like, you know, when I was younger, all I wanted was to matter. I wanted to like be a big deal. I wanted to like, be included. You know, I wanted all the things I didn't get as a kid. I wanted people to feel like they'd make time for me. I wanted to be included in the cool group. I wanted, you know, and there's a lot of wounds there that I was just trying to like, I want that stuff. And I, you know, and I feel like I achieved most of that. Like, but in my mind, as when I was really young, I had to be super famous and wealthy and all this stuff to do it. But it's like, no, you don't actually, you know, you just start, you start connecting with people and you start creating stuff and you start, you know, doing stuff and you'll have all of that, you know, it's not actually as big of a mountain as you think you got to climb. And then once I realized that I was like, well, I don't know, like, do I really want to be like famous and a big actor? I'm like, what a 
pain in the ass. Like, I don't want people <laughs> pestering me all the time. Like, <laughs> I like my alone time, you yeah. know, it's like, and so then it started to flip and, uh, and not and, knowing started, who your friends really are. Sorry to. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's another thing, right? So that's, that's, that's a part of getting to the top of the mountain when you have everybody around you. I don't know if you remember my 30th birthday, I had like a hundred people at my party. Right. Um, you know, and that was fucking packed with people. You know, how many people of those people I talked to today? Like not many, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that, I don't know, it was, it was probably political, you know, they like showing up to my party was probably part of the, you know, this is kind of the thing, you know what I mean? It's like, those aren't real, like you're here, you were at my party, but like, not everybody's like you and not everybody's like a, a friend that I connect with every day. Now I'm more like, no, you know what? I just want a handful of good friends and, and that's good enough for me and everybody else. If, you know, if, if they want to connect, I'm totally open to it, but I'm not like, I don't need that big group anymore, you know? And so things change, but like, you know, how much bigger does it really need to get? I, I mean, that was for me, like that was, you know, I had this big 30th birthday surprise, you know, and it was, it was kind of spectacular in a way, but and that's always kind of what I thought I wanted, or at least for some time, I thought that's what, that's what mattered. And then I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm like, wait, wait a minute, this isn't what matters, you know? And, and I thought the other day, you know, it's like when I was younger, all I wanted was to be like kind of famous and be a big deal and matter to all these people. And I kind of achieved that. And now all I really want is like, you know, a good wife and kids and to build a life together. Like, it's like, and like some people, that's what they're doing. And they're thinking, oh man, all I want to do is be famous. And I can tell you like, look, man, your mountain, my mountain, they're the same fucking mountain. <laughs> like they're, they're <laughs> like, you think there's something else that's incomplete. You know, I feel like there's something incomplete. It's just like, that's just life. Right. Like, and so, you know, I think sometimes you climb a mountain, find out that like, this isn't really the point, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I climbed some mountains and I mean, I'm, there are many more bigger mountains to climb for sure. I'm not saying I climbed the biggest one, but you look at the next horizon of the next mountain that's on the same path you've been on and you go, well, you know, I climbed this mountain. I don't even want to climb that mountain because if it's just more of this, maybe this isn't what I want. And then you start looking around and you look at the other mountains that are maybe in a different direction. You go, well, that might be a nice mountain to climb. You know, mm -hmm. and I talk to like married people and they're like, oh, don't, I've, I've literally had this conversation with people, Evan, this week. And I mean, they're like, don't get married, man. Your freedom's awesome. You know, like, <laughs> I've had people say that to me and I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. But then I see them playing with their kids and I'm like, man, that seems pretty fucking awesome to me. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just funny. Perspective is, is yeah. funny. Right. Like it's the grass is always greener. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is a really important thing. Like I'm not saying that I did it right or wrong. I'm saying I did it my way to come to my discovery. And I don't think anybody should follow my path and do it my way. If that's not the way for you, it's just the way that I needed to go. But I followed a path or walked a path or even, you know what? I didn't follow it. I climbed and worked very hard at a path for a while. And I realized at a certain point I wanted to change direction. And that was hard. I don't want to, I don't want to understate that. It's very, very hard to change a path when you've committed to it for a long time and going, but I've always walked this way. I put so much time and effort into this way. I've invested everything into this and to change course at that point is very difficult, but mm -hmm. You know, I have had a lot of heart hearts myself where I said, you know what, mm, 
yeah, but I don't know if I really want to keep going this way. I don't know if this is what I want. And that was rough because now when you feel like you're climbing over somewhere else, you feel like you're starting from square one all, all of a sudden. But this is something I've had to remind myself of. I'm never starting from square one because the person that climbed the mountain never changes. The person that climbed mountains still climbed mountains, no matter what mountains they climbed, even if they were the wrong mountains, they still climbed the mountains. And so, you know, all I could really say to someone is climb your mountain because it's not the mountain you climb, but the person you become climbing that actually is what matters. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a whole other probably talk, but you you get my point. (laughs) When you you said you did it my way, I just had Frank Sinatra playing in my head. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, you know, let's uh let's let you know what let's let's put a tie a bow on this one and uh okay. and wrap Sounds it up, I think. Yeah, uh, I think. I'm drinking I'm just gonna jump jump into it. I'm drinking Tiger Shark from Phillips Brewing and Malding. I'm I'm almost positive we've had Tiger Shark on here before. Again, this isn't an ad, they're not sponsoring. But hey Phillips, if you'd like to sponsor us, that that would be that'd be fantastic. So this is a, what even is Tiger Shark? I'm trying to remember. It looks like a, like kind of like a, like a hazy ale of some kind. It is a pale ale reimagined well, is what go. it says on here. And it's, it's terrific. I mean, I know that Tiger Shark is, is one of their, like it's, it's a regular in their rotation. They produce uh, a good amount of it. Typically, like when the weather starts warming up, it starts uh, making its appearance and it's terrific. They, uh, they always like, I'm almost never disappointed by anything that Phillips puts out there. They're, they, they're pretty consistently knocking it out. So nice. Well, I'm having another one from Lilouette Brewing Company and this is their Wolverine ESB. And, and it's extra been good, special man. bitters. You, you don't see very many ESBs. You know, out, when I when I see them the around, I usually go for them these days. It's funny because I don't know. There was a time when I didn't always kind of like that type of beer, but now I seem to like it a lot. So it's like a it, I don't know. It, it's like a toned down IPA. That yeah. that's how I kind of think of an ESB. It's like it's kind of there, but not quite. It's not not doesn't hit you quite as hard with the hops on it. So they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's one of the hardest things for people when they're kind of entertaining it. It's like the hops is just too much. You know, I find like for me, like with sours, like, I mean, maybe I'll uh, eventually open up to more sours, but I find if it's not too sour, I'm into it. But if it, there's a certain point where I'm just like, ah, it's too much. I'm out. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well, let's wrap this baby up. All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll, you know, yeah, what? Go I, ahead. I, yeah. I think I closed off the last one, so I'll, I'll maybe go in first. You know, I'm just going to, I feel in a conversation about perspective, let's let, I, I want to take it back to where we began and the, the whole thing of, you know, from, from Alan Watts, it's like to remember that the mountain is lifting you, you know, and, and maintaining that perspective, you know, because I don't think that that kind of perspective is just inbuilt and in, in automatic for most of us. And to just, if, if you're on some sort of pursuit, just 
remind yourself of that along the way. It's just like the mountain is lifting you. It is lifting you. It is your friend. It is aiding you. You know, it's making this thing actually possible. Without it, it's not possible for you to even do this thing. So it's, it, it is giving you, it is giving to you. It's not just taking from you. There's a, there is a relationship. There's a partnership that's saying like, you know, it's like, well, I want to go here. And she's like, well, I can get you there. You know, you just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Like you just like, that's, there's no way around it. You've just got to put that energy into it. And I, even in this podcast, I've been like, I've noticed that I have been very consciously using the word energy, right? As opposed to the word work, effort, you know, all of this, this uh, struggle, all of these kinds of things. It's like, it's just energy, right? It's just like, where are you putting your energy, right? Because a lot of those other words, I think they, they, they come with all of these hangups to them. And it's just like, you know, it's all energy. We're just putting where we're putting our attention, where we're putting our energy. And, and so what is the energy you're putting into what mountain? And know that it's all about that perspective ultimately at the end of it, because you don't know at the beginning of that, of that thing, what it's going to be when you get to the top, what it is that you're going to see the perspective that you're going to gain from it, but you are going to gain a perspective. So reestablish, redefine that relationship with your mountain, whatever that is right now. And with every other mountain that you are called to climb, just redefine that relationship. It is lifting you. It's not against you. Hmm. Well, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Well, that was what nice. What do I say now, Evan? Um, <laughs> well, let me add to this whole idea that the mountain is lifting you. I, I said, I, I'll say it again, because it's kind of the title of our episode as well, but it's, it's something I would always say. All perspective all the time. Look at how things are serving you. Just try to find that, trying to find that relationship because, you know, the tree is shading you. The tree is blocking the wind. You know, the, um, the ground is giving you a foundation. You know, like, like it, it becomes this infinite level of gratitude and appreciation. And mm. this has been kind of a lesson that I've been, working through for quite a while, but it's starting to kind of really solidify in my psyche and just way of being is that this whole world is everything. You can just be so grateful and appreciative of it. And it, when you do, it puts you in a state of love. And I truly believe that the state of love is where you flourish from. And I know that it's hard to find love sometimes. It's hard when you're cold or things are sharp or hard or difficult or whatever, but, you know, try to find the love in it all. Try to find the appreciation and the gratitude of it all. See how it's all serving you. And keep in mind while you do that, if something is not good, don't convince yourself it is good. If it's toxic and bad, you know, you can still see it as a good thing as 
this toxic person or event or group or situation is pushing me away from something of where I don't need to be, you know, or it's forcing me to find and dig into something about myself so I can stand up and show some character and integrity and principle in this moment when I otherwise wouldn't. I love the story about how you shared Oh, jack of all trades, master of none. No, actually, I put a lot of work into this. That's a moment where you had an opportunity and you got to redefine yourself, you know? And you can look at that as a dig or you can look at it as a thing, but like the whole world's just really kind of a test, in my opinion. And you get an opportunity all the time to be the kind of person you want to be. And so I think if you're going to be in response to this world, try to respond in a way that's in line with the kind of person you want to be, you know, like, and, and everything's an opportunity to demonstrate that. And so use it as an, as an opportunity to build strength. You know, if there's resistance, remember that resistance builds muscle, you know, remember that, you know, the, the, the cliff lifts you up, um, you know, all of these things. Sometimes if it's toxic, it means move away. You know, that can be good because maybe you're not meant to be there and maybe it will help you be. And remember, I talked about this earlier in the in the conversation, position. Sometimes a toxic thing gets you out of a position you shouldn't be in and puts you into a position you need to be in. And so, you know, you can work this out however you want. You can have faith in like God or you can just think of it all as random and you're creating it. But whatever you do, I say, author the life author your life and author yourself in a way that is serving you try to perceive this world as trying to help you you know and when you see it that way and you are grateful for everything it's doing and granting and offering it's a totally different experience and it's a different life and i'm willing to bet it's that's the life you want Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.